devil in the detail. <laughs> <laughs>this week's Devil Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me the show as ever. Looking forward to the cup final on Saturday. We've got Paul Whiteside. How's, how are you feeling, Paul, with the uh, the run-up to the cup final? Uh, very nervous, mate. Very sort of sickly, sick feeling. It's um, it's been a it's been a funny week, hasn't it? You know, and all building up to the to the final and. You know, seeing the players go in today and supporters sort of waving them off, and you know, people making challenge cups out of tin foil, and you know, kids doing little drawings and decorating their houses. It, you know, it's a special time, isn't it? It just feels a bit diluted that none of the supporters can go and, and get behind the club. So, yeah, I feel really nervous. I felt really nervous all the week, especially with this, um, you know, the players having to isolate and then, you know, not knowing, you know, who's got this, who's positive, tested positive and, and what have you, and absolutely gutted for Dan Sargent and Jack Armand-Roy because it, it must be heartbreaking for him. You know, you, you you work out all your career and now you can't go. So, yeah, it's been a bit of an up-and-down week, but no, really looking forward to Saturday. It's, it's a massive game for the club. Yeah, I've been I've been coping really well, to be honest, Paul. I thought, after the grand final last year, I thought, we look, I looked at what we did and I think to myself, let's try and recreate that because everyone got picked up in that, in that magical feeling, didn't they? And we've managed to knock out four shows this week, which is pretty, pretty, you know, brilliant, really. All the stuff, you know, big thanks for the club for letting us have access to, you know, the players building up to the cup final. It's been a, a really, you know, good time, really, to sort of speak to them and, and, and see their point of view. Yeah, certainly, like you say, it's, it's good that we have that relationship and we can speak to the players. And, you know, sometimes I think, it's good because we're there all year round, aren't we? A lot of these big newspapers come for the big finals and that, don't they? But you know, we 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 stick behind the, behind the club, and I think we have that mutual respect with them, don't we? And which is good. And it's been a good week, and seeing the pictures of the players on the on the train going down there today, um, it'll be good when they get down there, won't it? And get settled and get in their hotel and, and, and start preparing. I've seen some of the pictures of, of Wembley as well today. I presume we'll go down there tomorrow and have a walk round and, and take it all. And so it, it's special, it really is. I mean, it's fifty-one years. Since we've been to, to Wembley, you know, 1969, people were watching Randall Lockkirk on black and white tellies, weren't they? And, you, you know, how much was a pint of beer? It was it was a different world then, you know, Great Britain. And it's so much has changed since then. And somebody listed, I think, the other day on, on social media the amount of things that we didn't have in 1969 that we've got now. And it's the world's totally changed. So it's a lifetime since we've been there. And, you know, let's hope, I really hope to God we don't have to wait another 51 years. I hope. You know the likes of Dan Sage and Jack Armour will get another chance maybe next year or the year after, and the supporters get get that chance to fulfil their dreams as well. Yeah, I said I was coping really well until uh, decided to go for a walk. You know, for like, Boris's legalised one walk before we got it tier free, and um, I thought, what what I'll do? I'll listen because we don't forget we did a, a kind of a devil in the detail musical marathon. We'll call it for this Challenge Cup semi final, and I, fa- I thought. I'll listen to that one on my walk and uh, put it on. And uh, guess what happened, Paul? I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, what you're going to say now. I'm going to let me, let me guess now, because if you did do what I'm going to say you did, I did it on Sunday and I'm not ashamed to admit it as well. And I'll tell you about my, I, I think you burst into tears. Yeah. I cried, <laughs> cried for about, <laughs> I walked halfway around my route and I cried. Because I thought it's just sad. I just felt sad that we've just been it's been taken away from us all on it. Even though we'll, we'll do our best 
to enjoy the moment. It's just unfortunately COVID's taking it all away. But it shouldn't it shouldn't be a sad thing because we don't get to Wembley every year, do we? And we've all got to celebrate our moment. But it was sad, and I did cry for a bit. Um, even at one point, I was walking, and a runner ran past ran ran past me, and he ran. I must have ran back, and he went, "Are you all right, mate?" And I went. I looked at him, and I was like, "My team's my team's at Wembley. I'm not going to be able to go." And he looked at me, and he said, "He said, don't matter if you're not there, but your heart's there, innit? And I went, "You're right, mate." And he he got he, he ran off. And I was like, it's true, it's so true. Yeah, got round, got round, and it was, it was sad. But then you think it's not, it's not totally sad because we've got to Wembley and we've all got that, that moment, haven't we? You're, you'll enjoy it for what it is for yourself. And even though we're not all going to be together behind the posts and not going to be with all your mates in the pub, you're still going to sort of experience watching Salford in a Challenge Cup final is all about. Should we tell you my story now? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to go into to it. I, I do a bit of running and, that, and I went out running Sunday and um, I was coming back up, for those people who know Blake, and I was coming back up the long road, which is Victoria Avenue East. It's like a long stretch of road back to where I live and um, I have a bit of music on. My wife's got some of them um, Earpod things that go with your iPhone, and she lends me them. She has to set it up for me because I don't know how to do it. I think you go on Bluetooth or something and link it up to your phone. <laughs> I was listening to um, Lucky Man came on by The Verb, which is one of my favourite songs, my karaoke song. It was a live version, and I was bombing it down there, and I just started welling up. You know, your lips starts going. Yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking about my dad, and I was thinking about his brother Jeff, and he didn't take my dad in 1969 because my dad's a bit younger and he won't take him. And he said to him, I think I've told you, on the morning when he went, he said, Andy. You know, you can go next year. There'll be loads of times for you to go. You know, I'm going with my mates. I'm staying old. He's five years older than my dad. My dad was like 11 then, so he's like 16. So I'm not taking you. Know, my dad was really upset, and he'd stayed at home and watched it on his own in front room. Because I think my granddad was outside washing the car because he wasn't really into to rugby and that. But just thinking about all that in the 51 years that's gone, you know, since then, and my dad's still not been, and you know, Jeff's no longer with us, and it, it just brought it home to me how. How sad it'd be to, to not be able to go to the final with, with my dad, and I just hope we get that that chance again, you know, to 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 live that dream. Last year was great going to the grand final, and you know, I know we didn't get the result, but it was like the cherry on the cake. We were just getting there, so I don't think I'd be like, I don't think it, I'd be desperate to to win it if I got to go with my dad. I think it'd just be nice to be there and watch the teams come out and just a whole day of it. But don't get me wrong, I really want to win this this, this Saturday. I really want to beat Leeds this Saturday because I think it. I think beating them, I think it'd sort of lay a lot of ghosts to rest with a lot of Salford supporters, even though they can't be there. I think it'd be be a real special uh, special match. It, it will be, it will be, Paul. And as I was like walking back round the fort, because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna sort of do a a Challenge Cup sort of final edition, but on the on the other half of the walk, I thought, you know what, I think I will, because there's loads of, you know, obviously songs that I like and. You know, you have memories, don't you, about going with your mates and, you know, all each song has like a, has a memory for me and I think to myself, yeah, even though, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's more my songs, you didn't get to pick any though, did you, Paul, really? But... No, we'd have been there all night when we have had to pick some <laughs> songs, but uh, there's loads of songs. I, I have like a little playlist on that that I, that I listen to in the gym when I'm doing my boxing and that. And, um, people must get sick of me, you know, because I have it on loud, they don't put my earphones in, I have it blaring and... Um, 
there's there's all sorts of songs that remind me of Salford and, and, and make me think of them all the time. I had you two on today, still haven't found what I'm looking for, and that's a, a song, one of my go-to songs for me boxing and that as well. And you know, it's they just they just get the the airs on your back of your neck going, don't they? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with feeling emotional and that. And I bet you a tenner now. There's there's thousands of Salford supporters that'll shed a tear when that team walks out on on Saturday afternoon. And you know at Wembley there, and you know whether there's no is the crowd there or not, you'll see what will be in my pride, and you, you're gonna be emotional, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That's 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 loyalty, and that's desire, and that's that's support in this this club that that we all uh, that we all love. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I decided to put one out. So me and you've done a little intro and outro, haven't we? And uh, we're gonna mix up a bit. So hopefully people will, will tune in and have a have a have a listen, and uh, you know enjoy it. I'm sure they will do, mate. Rugby league and, and, and music go hand in hand for me. I mean, two uh, two big loves in my life. Yeah, you are a bit musical, aren't you? Yeah, I like my music, mate. I like all sorts. I had, uh, what was I listening to today? Like disco today. I, I, I work out to a lot of disco stuff in like the 70s. Disco, mm. like Matt Fadden and White and the Tramps and all that sort of stuff. And who else? Uh, BGs or anything like that. Proper like Saturday Night Fever stuff. I love all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm pure cheese, me. That's it. Bit of indie. Yeah, I like a bit you know, of cheese as well. The, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. fifth album, forty twos, and all that. But yeah, it's mostly yeah. cheesy music. Not wrong with that. Nope, not at all. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm, so let's pick up now. Let's get a bit excited about the match on uh, on on Saturday, Paul. Right. So what we'll do is, um, we'll look back at the whole Kingston Rovers match. Uh, look at all the big news. Coming out of the club in the last couple of days, and then we'll preview the uh, the Challenge Cup final as we uh, face Leeds at Wembley. So what we'll do, we'll start off with the uh, the game against Hawkins and Rovers. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, so for a Devils played Hulk, Kingston Rovers and were defeated 24 points to 22, Paul. Ian Watson rotated his side, uh, but it was a brave performance, I thought, from, from all of them. We, have the, we had the cup final in our sights and the players certainly gave a massive effort. Oh, they certainly did, yeah. There was players that came into the side wasn't that have, uh, that have not played much this season. We had the, the lone guys coming in from... Uh, Halifax and Widnes respectively Ollie and, uh, and Tom Gilmore you know uh, young Lewis Roberts in the team as well Connor Aspie terrific I thought they pushed all Kingston Rovers all the way really and was pretty unlucky not to win the game in the end so so yeah and we had the you know obviously the, the dra- drama with people testing positive and, and things like that in the week so it was, it was tough for, for Wattle um, I, I thought to it and I, I said that to Wattle you, you'd use that as a positive though if I was Watson I, I wouldn't have Sort of moaned about the fixture. I mean, obviously, it's not ideal playing OKR the uh, the week before the cup final, but you've got to put a positive spin on things. I, mean, I think we said that on last week's podcast that they use it as a bit of a trial for the final. And there could be a chance for players to to play their way in there. And as you've seen now this week with with players so, so sadly testing positive like Jack and, and Dan, that there's there's now two places there in the side for players to come in. So you don't know what's going to happen, do you? So. Um, so, yeah, it was a real tough test. And, you know, okay, are not a bad side. I mean, I know they've, they've struggled this season. They've still got some good players, got a good coach in Tony Smith. And there was no disgrace in that whatsoever. I thought it was a really good workout for the lads. And, uh, you know, just, just unlucky, really, to, to just come up short. 
yeah, it shows to me, Paul, that the culture is right because, you know, these players, some who came in, the likes of Lewis Roberts and Ashel Bott, you know, won't play every week, but they played with that same heart and the same passion and the same commitment to the cause that the that they would have done if they were in the, in the first 17. Um, and it, sh- it shows like it, from one to whatever it is at the end of the squad, 28 or whatever it'd be, everyone's on the same sort of sort of hymn sheet. And yeah, that, that first sort of 15 minutes, Hull, Hull KR came out real hot. And I thought to myself, if, if we concede here early, we're in deep trouble. But ungone players defended you know they played they stuck to the 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 task at hand paul and and weathered that that initial storm and it and it it sort of makes me feel that you know it's it's a it's a it's a it's a squad thing they're all they're all in it together whether they play every week or not oh they certainly are yeah you know it was particularly really pleasing to see ed chamberlain coming back into the side as well and, and play really well because ed's had a nightmare time hasn't he being out with injuries and and things like that. So it was really, really pleasing to see him come back into the side. As I said before, Lewis Roberts, you know, what what a youngster he is. You know, really, really proud of him and, and what he's done coming into the side. I mean, he's he's um, he's only young, isn't he? And, and to come in, especially when he's not been playing for the reserves either. You know, he's been out for for a while, really, not been not been playing matches. So to come in and play, you know, first team rugby league and some big blokes, some big experienced blokes in the OKR side. I thought it was a terrific, terrific effort from him. And Conor Aspie is a real, going to be a real star in the future. He's a real star now. So it was excellent to see those guys playing. And um, I thought everybody who was on the pitch, Chris Atkin, I thought was was tremendous. And he's thrown his hat in the ring for Wembley now, Chris. He he's really has worked hard when he's got his chance this season. Ian Watson's got a headache there now to... You know, a selection headache as well, hasn't it? Nia Levels has come back into squad for Wembley, so there's some. There's going to be some real tough, um, tough decision there to be made by Wattle. But like you said, there's a real good ethos at Salford now, and you know that the, the results, the result that that match could have gone either way, and it was was really tight. I mean, a draw would probably have been a fair result. Four tries apiece, and it was a, a late penalty goal for OKR that, that won them the game. So, no, there's no. Um, there's no axe to, for me to grind against the players on that one. I thought they were tremendous and just come up a bit short. A couple of mistakes that we can easily iron out. Yeah, Lewis Roberts had a try disallowed, um, which I we we got the penalty, which was weird. But it's one of them things you've got to you got to sort of listen to the referee and sort of obey his his, his reasoning. Um, but Hawkins Rovers they took the lead uh, with a try from Mickey Lewis. Kind of burst us down the middle. Um, I think it was Lynette um, who. Uh, who burst us, but I suppose, you know, we, we, we've got to kind of cope with that. Um, but we did hit back, try from Connor Jones, good work by uh, Burke and Gilmore to send him over. And it was, it was good, good link up play and a good finish. Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, like, like you said there, that Mikey Lewis Mulcair, I thought he had a decent game. He looks, uh, he's not somebody I know a lot about, to be honest, but no good link up play for Salford and good for, uh, for Jones to go over. But, Going back to Old Kingston Rovers, you know, you look at their side there and, you know, Lewis Roberts, you know, hats off to him, the, the inexperience with him there. You, you're playing against, like, Kenny Dowell, Jordan Abdul, Kane Lynette, Ben Crooks. They're all season pros. It's super sure Kenny Dowell's an international um, international three-quarter. So, Jamie Ellis, Ryan Bryler, well, Iraqi's in there, Mitch Gar, but there are a lot of experience in that Old Kingston Rovers side. And, you know, Matt Parcel on the bench. And I thought we, we did really well. I, I remember looking at our side and thinking... See us probably getting getting beat in this game now, and and okay, you know, coming out on top and just having a bit too much, and maybe blowing us away. But they, they didn't. We we 
sort of matched them all the way for, for, for it, really. Yeah, but the thing with the whole Kingston Rovers side, Paul, it reminded me, it reminded me of us, let's say, I don't know, should be pre-Wattle, where there was anxiety. You could, you could see that they were just like, there was an urgency and anxiety that they needed to do something now. And I think with the, this team we've got with Wattle is, there isn't that. They have that process that they follow in every set, in every match, and they follow that to the T. And they know what they need to do at a certain point. And Hawkins and Rovers kind of remind me of pre-Wattle, of, of us. And I thought that showed, even with this t- the team that we put out, that there wasn't any, there wasn't any anxiety. Nobody was was on edge because they knew that they knew how to do the job. Yeah, well, I think that's what you get when you've got a man like Ian Watson coaching you. You know, he instills that confidence in the players, and you know things have been going right, haven't we? We've been winning matches. We we go into Wembley, and that's that's you know. Um, enough to raise anybody's confidence and we say it all the time don't we about confidence and you know it's a massive thing and to have that in the side and everybody to be knowing what they're doing I want to know the job the beliefs there the desires there and you know they're a happy squad aren't they and, and like you said I don't think they pressed that panic button we didn't press the panic button against Huddersfield the week before when we could have quite easily got lamped in that game and we were 12-0 down at one stage and you know we come back and, and took our chances really well so so yeah it was another another good performance really and um you know, after this after this Challenge Cup final, we've got some big games coming up after that. If you look at the, the fixtures, Saints, Wigan, Warrington are coming up. So we've got some real tests coming up, but, you know, uh, no bigger test than coming up on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, ben Crooks went over just for half-time uh, to give them the half-time lead at 12-6, Paul. And we, we were in the contest. Uh, I really, I'd really felt that. Um, yeah, we had to do a lot of defending. We were put under a lot of pressure from, from Ulkia, and, and we withstood it. And and that's a that's a, a great thing I think um, it shows that like I say we're you know even if you're not playing every week you're still bought into that culture and that you know togetherness and that's what's going to get us you know as far as we can go. Um, so our time came and went. Salford scored next. Lovely try from from Luke uh, Yates. Lovely assist from uh, Elliot Caird and great feet from uh, Yates to crash over. Yeah, Luke Yates, we, we sing his praises highly every week, don't we? A great tackler, great workhorse and clever player as well. I think he's got a bit about him, Luke Yates, as well. When he's got the ball in his hands, he can offload and he, and he can score tries as well, as we've seen a few times this season. Elliot Key is another guy that I think perhaps been a bit unlucky at times this season. He's impressed me every time he's played. He had a fantastic game in Catalan. You know, in Perpignan against the, the French side Catalans, I thought he was superb that night. And every time he's played, he's linked up really well with, with Reese Williams. So uh, he's another guy that could be banging on the door for Wembley. You know, you know why not? And I think you're going to see a lot more of him. You know, as the season goes on, as the, the fixtures come thick and fast. So really, really clever player, really talented player is uh, is Alake. Yeah, Hawkins uh, Rovers hit back though. Penalty try for them. And I don't know what you thought about this, Paul, but I couldn't see how they got the penalty try, kind of reminding me of the water splash final, that penalty try, where I'm looking at him thinking, where where's he give it? I, I, I couldn't see any interference at all. And I, a lot of fans, you read on Facebook and Twitter, say it exactly the same time. I'm not a kind of guy that's going to sort of bag the referee. Used to be, not anymore. Reformed, I think. But it's it puzzled me. Let's, let's just say that. Yeah, it was a strange one. Do you know what? I think there's a lot of decisions at the moment that you look at and you think, mm, not so sure. I watched the 
I'd not seen the Dan Sargent incident with that Ashton Gulley from the Huddersfield game, so I, I had a watch of that last night. I, I saw it live at the match, but obviously there's no replays or anything there, so I did watch the highlights last night. And Again, I struggled to see what the tackler did wrong. It's really funny now. I think, I think you've got to be clever as a player now. When you're on there, you can't just do things in the heat of the battle. You've got to watch what you're doing because referees just seem to monitor everything now, don't they? And there's that many sky camera angles on that. You you can't do anything wrong, can you? So it's it's really tough. So I've just been watching the Saints and Wakefield game tonight, and I know we don't like slagging referees off, but this referee here tonight, he can say absolutely everything. I mean, they've won the game comfortably, but it's funny sometimes how decisions just seem to to, to go with, with with certain teams and. And what happens, but no, I thought that was a really strange decision. And so, yeah, maybe a bit like the water splash final, there wasn't as much water on the pitch as there was in that <laughs> game, was there? But uh, no, no, quite a, quite a strange one, I thought that one definitely. Well, yeah, Salford hit back, uh, try from Asho but I tell you what, what feet great in and out from him dancing through that that OKR defense to score, and you know, it shows that he's got real potential. I mean. In defence, he was quite solid. Well, a few kind of clearing runs, which were impressive. Uh, and that try, you know, shows he's got a bit of class. He certainly has. He's, like I said, I've just been watching this game tonight, the Saints and Wakefield game. Wakefield's got a full-back that's pretty similar to Ashall, but and, um, called Alex Walker, who was at London last season. And he struggled tonight because he's really, really lightweight and he's been like, swatted off in defence. He's as brave as they come, but he's just a tad lightweight. And there's, there's one thing... I, me, me, me one sort of criticism of Ashall Bott is he, he's not a very big fella, is he? But, you know, I'm sure he could put a bit of that on. He's only a young kid and if he could sort of bulk up a bit, he's going to be a super player because he's got a lot of pace, really quick. And uh, I'd, I'd love to see Salford keep him. I think he's a really talented kid and I thought that when I, I seen him play against us at Witness, but I believe he's signed for Ottawa for next season. So they're getting a really good player there. He's got a lot of talent and you can see that the way he moves, the way he steps and good defence and he's pretty solid under the high ball as well. So I think he's going to have a big future in the sport I and mean, probably at top level in Super League as well. Yeah, I agree with that. He showed he's got that touch of magic with that try for me. Um, Hull scored again. Abdul, obviously, sort of scrambling defence, couldn't quite close down the situation after an offload from, from Wellerake. Um, but Salford kept going and kept plugging away, Paul. Uh, Paulie Paulie had, had a burst through an opportunity, but referee gave it as a forward pass. I think it was his borderline at best, uh, but it's one of them, you have to let it go. Then, Chamberlain scores with about two minutes to go. Uh, lovely work from Ashobot again to send him over in the corner. Yeah, and like I said before, very pleasing for Ed Chamberlain because he's a really good kid, isn't he? And very talented player as well, still only pretty young and he was a good signing for us when he came from from Widness, and you know, put a lot of people turned their noses up. But I thought he was an excellent signing, another Ian Watson signing. He was making real good progress at Salford on the water, and looking like he was going to be a real top signing. He struck by injuries, wasn't he, uh, last season, and you know, sort of a season-ending injury. You know, he's out for ages, and good to see him coming back now because he's lightning quick at Chamberlain. I think he'll have a big future at Salford. Really do. Good to see him playing again, and let's hope he can get that. That consistency now in a number of games under his belt and start, you know, uh, competing for a first team spot because he's a he's a good asset to have in the team. Yeah, so twenty two all at that point, Paul, and we we were we were plugging away and, it, and it, we were showing grit and we were showing sort of determination and unfortunately penalty given away caught allowed Ellis to kick the penalty to win them the game with about a minute to go, but. Our forwards in that sort of middle area had done big, big minutes. 
and fatigue is going to come into play. And you, you can't say, oh, they shouldn't have given that silly penalty away because they were out on their feet and you can only praise them for that. Yeah, that's right. And I think sometimes you've got to accept it. I mean, it swings and roundabouts, and it? We got a penalty against Warrington a few weeks ago that, that gave us the win, didn't we? And, uh, and, and, and this one's gone against us. So, you know, I wasn't losing any sleep over that game, really. And I mean, it's a, it's a match. You want to win all your games, don't you? But when the side give, it, give an effort like that and, you know, put their bodies on the line, you can only ask so much, can't you? And sometimes you come up short and... Unfortunately, we did, but you know, there's some very clever players, as I mentioned, some some experienced players in that whole KR side, and you know, they're no mugs, are they? When they play on the day, they showed sort of a few weeks ago the way they took Wigan apart, and they, they run St. Helens close, didn't they? As well, only lost by a point. So on their day, they're they're not a bad side. And I thought it was a real, real good effort, and pretty unlucky not to not to pinch it there. You know, if Ed had popped that goal over, so yeah, not too disheartened. No, not not at all, Paul, and it and it it just thrills me with kind of pride and sort of happiness that. The whole squad is if uh, are playing to the same sort of rule, whether you play every week or whether you don't. Because sometimes you you may experience kind of a drop off when you bring new faces in. But for me, they wasn't. They 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 kept playing like they, like you've seen the the first seventeen play, and uh, it was good. It was good to see. Yeah, certainly. I think you know, Ashall Bot and, and Tom Gilmore deserve an awful lot of credit for that. I mean, them two guys that have no real sort of. Loyalty is the right word, but you know where I'm coming from, don't you? They're not, they're not like Salford players, really. I mean, they are now because they're with us, but they're on loan and you know probably keeping themselves fit. But the the commitment and desire that those two guys are showing, I think you know full credit to you know through through professionals, and um, you know I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna move on next season, have excellent careers at wherever they end up. But you know the, the time at Salford, they're trying their best, and that's all that you can ask. And you know. When Watto brings a player in, you know you're going to get that. He vets players, I'm sure, and makes sure that they've got the right attitude. And you know, we've not had any bad apples really, have we, for the last few years? Everybody that comes into Salford now, you know, believes in in, in Watto's ethos and what he brings to the table. So, you know, um, that, that's a full credit to Watto for the, the the guys he brings in because we definitely needed those two lads because we were short on numbers and with the games coming thick and fast. And those two guys will, will have a, a big say, you know, for the rest of the season and the league games that we're going to play. Yeah, so a big thanks for your, your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Mark Scott, a mixed bag. Ackers, uh, Colin Reynolds, Errors Costas, uh, Bot, um, Unlucky Reds, Harvey Reed, Ashall Bot, uh, your mate Royal Abbey, Juniors Did Proud, Ashall Bot, uh, John Waite, Reserve Show Promise, Ashall Bot, Rachel Todd, Proudest Punch. Yeah, uh, so that's our chat about the uh, the Hawkins Rovers game. Now we'll look at all the big news uh, coming out of the club this week. So, the big news of the week, Paul. COVID hit Salford, unfortunately. Dan Sadison and Jack Armandroy taken out of the, the Challenge Cup final squad. Heartbreak for both of them because they've done so much uh, to get us uh, to Wembley. Paul, and to, and to miss out, it's heartbreak for both. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, Dan Sarge has been the real cornerstone of the side this season, particularly in the cup run. You know, he scored some really important tries, man, and that's displaying in the semi-final. Made a few mistakes in that game, but he wears his hat on his sleeve, doesn't he? A wholehearted player, a really tough player as well. And, you know, he'd have been an absolute shoe, I think, for Wembley, the, the, the way he's playing. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a real blow, that. And, I mean, 
Jack Armourine as well. He's probably not played as much as he would have liked to have done this season, but he's been very, very patient. He's been a, a true professional. He's worked hard in training. He's come in, and when he's got his chance over the last couple of weeks, I've been really impressed with Jack. I think he's done really well. He's he's not he's not sort of sulked like some players could do. He's he's got his nut down and, and and worked hard and, and come on there and done some really tough runs. He's done the tough stuff in his tackling as well, and he was well in there. I, I would have said he. He could have made the, the bench. I would have had him in that squad, I think, for the, for the final, definitely. So, both guys there are, are going to be really disappointed. And, you know, my only sort of thing to them would be, you know, please God, your chance comes again. And, and when we get there, maybe next season or the season after, because it's heartbreaking. Like, can you imagine what they're, they're going through tonight, sat at home, you know. The, the side have gone down to Wembley and you're sat home watching telly or whatever, you, you're not going. It must be really... Must be really difficult for them, that, and you know, I really, really feel for him, for them, and really feel for the families as well. Because if you're if you're their mums and dads or, or wives or girlfriends or whatever, you you want the best for you for your son or your your partner or whatever, don't you? And you want to watch them play in these big games. So yeah, really, really feel for them, lads. Really do. Yeah, we wish them both a speedy recovery. Um, it's you know, it, like I said, it's heartbreaking. But I think they're we we want to win at Wembley, but health is a more important, and we just need to make sure that they're. They get over it and get back fit soon. I'm sure they will do, mate. I, I, I don't. I won't have any problem with that. You know, uh, you know. Please God, they, they're safe and they're gonna be all right. But they, they fit lads, fit strong lads, aren't they? And, you know, they'll, they'll have good medical experts at Salford who will make sure they, they're all right and they, they're doing the right thing and drinking what they should be drinking and looking after their bodies and that. And I, I'm, I'm confident they'll be okay, mate. Yeah, uh, Mark Fanagan and Lee Mossop um, also were tested twice but were cleared. Uh, Parliament are allowed to join up with the the cup final uh, squad. Both very important players for us, part of our sort of leadership um, group, we'll call it. Both very experienced. Both sort of know what it's all about, and it's it's important. Like I say, it was it was important that they didn't didn't fail the the test uh, to get them in the team to give us that sort of bit of calmness on the big day. Yeah, you don't want anyone to, to fail any tests. I mean, the, the whole squad should be going out to Wembley, really, and, and, and being together because they're a team, aren't they? They're a unit, and, you know, mm. bond together. So that, that's that's disappointing for, for anybody. But like you said, Mark Flanagan coming towards the end of his career, he's, he's retired at the end of the season. It'd be great to see him lift the, the Challenge Cup. You know, you've got your, your captain there and, and your, your sort of vice captain, haven't you, in Mossop and Flash. So, so yeah, both massive, massive players for us. You know, remember thinking back to that semi final. Lee Mossop was so vocal in that, that second half there, you, you could hear every word that was being said. And, you know, when you heard him say to the players, what, we're, we're 60 seconds away from Wembley, lads, it, it made the airs on my back of my neck stand up and all that. And he's got that sort of presence about him, Lee Mossop. He has a real sort of air of, um, what's the word I'm looking for there? He's quite, not scary, but I never really interview him. You know, we've, we've waited outside press rooms. That I always think he's a bit, yeah, a bit... A bit serious and you know quite quite um, quite a character. He's one of those guys that when he walks in a room, I bet he goes in the dressing room. I bet the rest of the players turn around and think, "Bloody hell, here he is!" Because he's uh, <laughs> he is he's, he's got that aura about him, hasn't he? You know, he, he commands respect, and you know he, he he does that on the pitch. He's a real leader, isn't he? And um, you know, though he, he's had a lot of injury problems, hasn't he? But my God, we notice him when he's on the field. We really do. His presence there, the way he takes that ball and the amount of stopping that he takes. So, yeah, I feel really confident with him in our side. You know, you only got back to last season, that game in the semi-finals against Wigan. I can still remember the interview now before the game that he did. And Sean O'Loughlin did one for, for Wigan. 
And I remember saying to you, there's only one team going to win this game. Mm. The way he spoke before the match, you know, the, you want to just look in his eyes. And if he's like that on the camera, what's he like in the dressing room when he's talking to the players? So it'll be very, very important on Saturday afternoon. He's, I wouldn't say he was the scariest of player because I've looked at Joey Lussick in his eyes and his eyes are like, <laughs> whoa, facer. You know, you won't, you won't mess with Joey Lussick. But I, I do, I do agree with you that he has a presence, doesn't he? He has, he has that kind of like, he, he's a lot, as a leader. And, and I suppose when you're in the trenches, you know, you, you're looking to, to players, aren't you, like that, to, to drag us, you know, where we need to be. He's, he's full of experience, like Mark Flanagan. They both, you know, played at the highest level. And to be fair, they, they've took us, they've helped take this club to that high level. And I think I was talking to, I think it was Ian Blees, I think. And he and he said, you know, you know that they've helped us get to where we are and our culture's changed now because of their involvement and I don't think you can don't think you can say you can't identify how important they are to, to where we are and where we're going yeah well I suppose if you go back to like the what are we talking now 80s 90s people used to say I've heard people say it before that Salford was a retirement home for players mm. and you get a lot of blokes from sort of Wigan, and no disrespect to those blokes, they, they come and worked hard, but they were at the back end of their career, weren't they? Some players, and you know, a few players from Saints, Wigan, wherever, Leeds that we've had. And I don't think you can say that now. I think players come now and they want to win stuff at Salford. I think Callum Watkins is the prime example, you know, signing him recently. But the likes of Flanagan and Mossop, they've not come to Salford to make their numbers up, have they? No. They've, um, no, I don't think they've come to Salford to to retire, have they? They've come to, to Salford to win things and, you know, they, they've come to Salford in the, the prime of their career, really. And I was really surprised when we signed Lee Mossop because um, perhaps Wigan let him go because of his injury troubles, you know, um, he, had, he had a bit of a dicky shoulder as well when, when he came back from Australia, but no, they've been super for him and every team, you, you've got to have players like that and build your team around them. I mean, they're the cornerstone of the side, cornerstone of the pack and, you know, other players are going to come in and look up to those guys. Because I've spoke to Flash loads of times, and he's another one commands respect. You know, you, you don't muck about with him, dear. He's a he's a serious guy, and um, I know he does that podcast and he has a laugh on that. But as soon as he puts them his boots on, he's he's a really serious bloke, and he's been tremendous for us. And I'm really going to miss him next season when he goes. I'm sure the players will do as well, and Watto, because he keeps that team together, doesn't he? In attack and defence, Watto calls him the glue, and. You know, he's a, he's a proper athlete, is, is Flash. You know, you look at the size of him, not, a, not an ounce of fat on him, really slim guy, runs his blood to water. and re, you know, There's not many blokes as fit as him, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, I can say, them two got cleared and, and now they're in they're in the squad, Paul. Um, travelling They're obviously travelling down to London, aren't they? And I can say that's the start of it, isn't it? That's the whole process from travelling down game day before and all that it's it's them being part of it's only going to help the younger players isn't it really of course it is and it's a special time of your career isn't it I, I suppose as players these are the the sort of things you dream of don't you I mean going down there a big group together you know they're all mates aren't they I bet they have the time of their life I mean I know they're not going out there for a jolly up but you, you can see the, the camaraderie that the side has and I bet they're absolutely buzzing tonight and getting their heads down early and up tomorrow have a, have a wander around Wembley and what have you and 
you know, a bit of training as well. And what I will have, what I will have it all, all set out. I believe they've been doing the Zoom meetings all week, haven't they? And you know, going through the processes and the routine of what they're going to do. And you know, what I won't have left any stone unturned. They'll make sure everything's absolutely perfect in, in preparation, like he always does. He'll have his game plan ready. And he'll know exactly what he wants to do, and the players will be ready and, and switched on. I'm sure for Saturday for three o'clock. Yeah. Um, other news, Paul. Um, you can get a virtual ticket for the uh, the Challenge Cup final, twenty five quid, uh, and you get a special memento as well. A lot of people obviously wanting mementos. There was um, a pop up shop down at the stadium today. Um, people getting merchandise ready for ready for the the cup final. Um, it's all good stuff. A lot of people's kind of upset that there wasn't more of it. But what you've got to remember. Obviously, Wild Thing is, is a business like everyone else, isn't it? And, you know, the way life is for them in this uh, COVID situation, um, it's, it's great that they managed to get anything out for us fans. I know, you know, us fans sometimes, you know, we, we want everything and more. And you've got to be realistic, haven't you, sometimes that you can only get what, what is possible. And um, for me, I think they've done a great job to look at all the stuff that they've brought out. Uh, it's all quality um, and hopefully... Will uh, I'll be able to get my hands on a bit? Yeah, I'm sure you will. I think they've done a decent job, and I know it's difficult. You do get people complaining about stuff, and it's understandable sometimes if you want stuff and you get disappointed. But you've got to look look at positives, haven't you? Sometimes and just make the best of it. It's, it's been difficult. This, I mean. As we said a few weeks ago, you normally get about six six weeks, don't you, between the semi-finals and the final. It's been really short notice and everything that's going on, you know, it's probably difficult in logistically in business to get hold of stock and things like that. I don't know how it all works, that, but just got to make the best of things. And, you know, my kids made some um, tinfoil challenge cups and stuff like that, so probably make your own mementos and that and, uh, and enjoy it while you're doing it as well. I've, I've loved all that, seeing what, what kids have been up to on... on um, Facebook and, and Twitter, you know, little kids singing songs and wishing us all for good luck. That, that's the sort of things that make it special. And uh, I'm sure the players look at things like that. And um, no, no, it's great. So, yeah, if you've not got your mementos and, and that, I'm, I'm sure you will do. I'm sure you'll be able to get all of some stuff. And I asked some really nice things. Them them shirts with the 1969 badge mm. on with, with 2020, they look really special, don't they? Mm. The polo shirts and the Wattles Army T-shirts and the mugs and what have you. So... If you if you've not got all of me, I tell you what as well. I'll mention it. Um, I know supporters trust are doing doing loads of stuff. Shirley and Alan, um, I popped down to see him at the weekend to get Mike Coolman's heritage certificate. It was open to well, Shirley wanted me to get it to Mike before um, before Saturday so he could have his picture taken with it. But he's uh, my dad's struggled to get hold of him. But I think he's popping round tomorrow to give it him socially distance, of course, and take a photo of him. But because um, obviously he can't go and see old elderly people can you because of the risk of things but mm. that'd be nice so we, we don't know whether he'll be getting that but surely was saying to me there's a lot of mementos that they're doing they've got some really nice photographs of the 1969 team colour one black and white ones I've ordered two of those to put on me um, all in stairs as Ellen's sort of scowling at me at the moment as I say <laughs> that but um, They've got all sorts of really nice stuff. You look at the work that the, the guys are doing there on, on Facebook. You see James Oskerson all the time with his key rings, his rosettes. He sent me one through the, the post today, first class delivery. Really kind of him. Uh, didn't ask for any money for it, so I really, really appreciate that. There's loads of little things on there. Roy Ellaby keeps putting his badges on that he's getting. So you can have a look on Facebook. There's all sorts of key rings and stuff on there. You know, Wembley mementos and you know, get yourself on there and, and get some stuff ordered because uh, you know it's a special time. We don't know when this is going to happen again. Cup final fever. That's what it is, yeah, Paul. And yeah. we're all getting kind of uh, caught up in it, aren't we? We're all getting excited, and you're getting the tingles, aren't you? And you know things like that. 
you know, when you get your shirts and you get your badges and you get your virtual tickets and it, it makes it that much special. I tell you what as well, what I'm quite buzzing off is people putting flags outside their houses. I think it was a neighbour of Chris Nananu's had bunting. Um, must have been opposite his house to see it with, uh, I think it was good luck, Chris Nan on it. And it's thing, you know, things like that. I've seen other ones on Twitter where they've got Salford flags up at the windows and stuff like that. I'm I'm toying with putting my big one um, in me outside my house, but it is pretty big. So I'm thinking, is it is it big enough? Will it will it look right? I don't know, but we'll see. Oh, I'd, I'd put it out, mate. I'd definitely put it out. I mean, you don't get we don't get stuff like this. I mean, I've just been telling you, I've been watching St. Ellis tonight and. They're always in cup finals, aren't they? Saints and Warrington and Wigan. We don't get this. And I think you savour it a bit more, don't you? I mean, it's it's so special, isn't it? And obviously we keep saying that the fans can't go, but I think it'll make our supporters even stronger, this. I really do. You know, that that, that hunger's still going to be there. So we've waited 51 years to get to a final, but with the fans not being at a goal this time, that, that hunger's still going to be there next season, isn't it? Because we'll want it even more now. So, so yeah, I think it's absolutely tremendous. The, the spirit that our club has got, and we deserve this this season. We deserve to bring that trophy home to Salford. You know, I've sort of got nothing against Leeds really, but I think we, I think we, we deserve to, to to bring that back and the work that Wattle and the guys have done. Let's just hope we can go and get that job done. I think we was a bit unlucky in that grand final last year. Obviously, Saints were top side at the time, but I think we've got the measure of Leeds. I think we can do the business. Yeah, uh, talking about sort of um, you know dealing with everything and and uh, mental health. The Salford Red Devils Foundation have got a course. Uh, they're running to a building, a winning mindset. Um, obviously, there's all players involved and how, how they deal with ev- with everything. And it's, it's important, obviously, mental health is a big thing in it in the, in the world at the moment with everything going on. Um, and I think it's important, obviously, people know about uh, the, fa- the foundation, what they, what they offer in this department. So if you do need, need it, um, it's there and it's available to you. Yeah, definitely. I think you've nailed that. I mean, I wouldn't like to be a young sort of, teenager growing up now with all this going on I mean you think about it you can't really go out anywhere you can't go out boozing with your mates you can't go out meeting women or meeting blokes if you're or whatever without without going into daffy you know what I mean though don't yeah. you it's you, how do you go and meet somebody these days if you're a young person it, it must be quite sobering really I mean it's totally different it's, it's alien to what we grew up with isn't it so mm. um, yeah it, it, you know if people have been stuck in their house for months on end it it's, I think he's got to everybody. He's got to me a bit recently. Um, you just sort of long for a bit of normality, don't you? So, yeah, I mean, if you are struggling and that, just make sure you, you speak to people. And that. I spoke to a few people at work and they've been, you know, you know, quite poorly with it. So you're just going to keep supporting each other and looking out for your mates and looking out for your neighbours and, and people that you know. And if you are struggling, just make sure you speak to somebody. Don't go doing anything daft. Yeah, because that's the thing, obviously, comparing the first wave to this one the messaging for me the first time around was everyone's in it together let's let's support each other go and check on your neighbor go and buy food for people who need it make sure everyone's okay this time around it's not the same and i think it's important that we try our best to get back to that first that first attempt because it's it's a crew it's it's a it's a really sort of dark world we're living at the moment with everything going on and we all need to get together and, and support each other through it because it's important as a community and everything that, you know, we're, we're in it together and we support each other. And, um, yeah, that's all I've got to say on it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so if you want to, no, Joanne Shepherd at srdfoundation.co.uk uh, and she'll give you details about uh, about the course. So that's all the news, Paul. And what we'll do now, we'll look forward to the, the cup final against Leeds. It's time on the So, Salford Red Devils will face Leeds Rhinos at Wembley Stadium on Saturday, Paul, in the Challenge Cup final. Excited about this, Paul. We've been waiting, haven't we, for this moment for years. We won't be there, but we will be in our hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going um, to be strange, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a big game. It's a massive game for the club. Um, I don't know how to describe it really, Rob. It's it's, it's going to be special. It's going to be special watching the team walk out at Wembley and just just the old history of the, of the cup. It's as big as the Challenge Cup. This is the big one. This is the one that people around the world watch and people in Australia. And it's it's massive. It's the whole legacy. It's hundred odd years of history. And if you can go and win that and you get your name on that, this this team then becomes becomes legends, don't they? They really do. I mean, the legends for getting there, really, and they're probably going to be remembered forever, but you go on and win it, and then you're up there with with sort of Gus Risman and Barney Hudson and Alan Edwards and all, all those players, aren't they? They played in 1938, so, you know, it's it's quite it's quite scary to think about, you know, Lee Mossop and Mike Flanning could be lifting that trophy at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It is scary, Paul, but it... it... It shouldn't. It can't be because we've we've. When you want to win, when you want to win something, it's about how you deal with that fear and that pressure. And I I see this team, um, don't don't get affected by that because of the way the last few weeks that they've managed to kind of claw their way back after being sort of down a score or two, and they haven't. They for me, they haven't. They haven't got that in them that fear that they might get beat. Because they know they're good enough to win a game, and this Challenge Cup final it's going to be the biggest game that a few, you know, many of them will play in their career, and they know they have to be on it to win. And I'm, I'm I am confident that 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 will will go there and get a result. Yet yeah, Leeds Rhinos are Leeds Rhinos, but they're not Leeds Rhinos of five ten years ago, and this and we aren't the same Salford of the same of, of that period as well. It's with this team. He's good enough to go out and win this, and and that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I get what you're saying about Leeds. I mean, I think Wattle's still got a bit of unfinished business against Leeds. I think there's been a few times in in Wattle's reign where they've got the they've got the win over us, haven't they? And they put us to the side a few times. I mean, 50 points this season. They, they, they stuffed us last season as well, didn't they? At Salford. So I think there's them in St. Helens at the moment who who we still all want to. I think everybody else, we've, we've toppled them, haven't we? We've toppled Wigan, we've toppled Warrington, we've toppled Cass, Catalans, we've hammered away from home. So so I think there's still unfinished business there with Leeds. And, you know, they beat us twice this season. Obviously, that, as I said, that 50-point hiding after the... I think that was a bit unlucky on us because we had, we'd come back after all that time off and then we had to go and isolate again, didn't we? So it caught us off guard a bit. But I definitely think we've, we've got the measure of Leeds. I think we've got the players that can, can match them. Don't get me wrong, they've got some talented players. They've got a talent on the edges. They've got an awful lot of pace. And, you know, you've only got to watch their semi-final against Wigan, the way they nullified 
it was poor weather, wasn't it? But they nullified everything Wigan had. They defended really, really well. And, you know, they're that sort of side. I think they, they're pretty rugged leads, aren't they? And they'll, they'll drag you into that arm wrestling. If they have to win it scruffy, they will do. But they've got some, some real talent there as well. You know, we know all about Robert Lewis. We know all about Luke Gale as well from his time at Cass. He's, he's a really talented player. That Conrad Hurl, very, very dangerous man. And they've got some good good players that have come through their youth system. You know, like Sutcliffe and Ash Hanley on the wing. They've got, they've got pace all over the place. And, you know, Jack Walker, the fullback's a very talented player. So they're, they're going to be a tough side to beat. We need to start well in this game. We can't afford to go 12 points down. And we need to make sure we're on the on the money straight away and, and, put, and put pressure on them. With there being no crowd there as well, it's... That's going to make it totally different. It's going to be a bit like a sort of a pre-season game atmosphere. You're going to be hear people talking, and how is that going to affect players? I'm not so sure, but I think once the players come out, when there's ninety thousand people there or ninety people there, I think they're going to look up and see it's Wembley Stadium, and that's when it's going to hit home and which it means. It'll probably being empty. It might make them more sort of um, nervous because people feed off that. Um, enthusiasm, don't they? Adrenaline of, of the crowd. So obviously to walk out onto that Wembley turf, surrounded by these big empty stands, apart from the people who, who can get in, it's it it will it, be a different feeling for for everybody. And for me, it's it's Leeds Rhinos who have all the pressure coming at this game because they are Leeds Rhinos, and they they should win this really. And if if you're looking at you know, the the odds and and the history, it's all on them. And we can go out there and and play and enjoy the moment. When I spoke to sort of Ian Blees at the beginning of the week, he says he said to me, um, you have to lose a final to win one. And looking back at that grand final last year, um I thought that we just went to enjoy the day. And play, and the actual winning of the game wasn't wasn't sort of the biggest biggest thing because people just didn't wanted to soak up the atmosphere of getting to the big getting to the big dance, getting to the final. But this time around, from players that I've spoken to, fans that I've I've spoken to, fans that I've I've seen on Twitter, there's a different feel. There's a different feel now, Paul. We're going out to win this, and 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 it's it's. That's what it's all about. We're focused and we're ready to win. Yeah, I agree with. You. I think the, the Leeds things and added a bit of motivation as well for all the, the times they've beaten us. So I think that that's playing in supportive minds. Probably not so much the players, but I think there will be a bit of pressure on the players because I think once you've got to a final like that, you don't want to mess it up, do you? They, they, they'll want to win this now, whether whether Leeds are favourites or not. There's players at Salford there would be thinking, "Blimey, this could be my my last sort of." big final now, you know, players at the back end of their career, players who are retiring, so they're going to want to go out and perform, and that, that's going to be a bit of added pressure, but I know Leeds are the favourite of the bookies, and they're the big side, aren't they? they're the big noises at the big fancy stadium, the big fancy chairman, all the big fancy players, and you know, they're um, obviously, sometimes I think Leeds think the rugby league ends at Edinley, doesn't it? Rugby league begins and ends at Edinley, and they're that sort of side, aren't they? like a powerhouse in the sport, so um, yeah, there's no doubt we're going to be the underdogs for this game, but I just feel that we can go there and do the business and I think the supporters feel that way as well and like you said, I think there's a different feel to the, to the grand final, I mean I don't no disrespect to Leeds but I don't think that a patch on St. Helens were last season, they were head and shoulders for everybody else and and I don't think there's any other side of the league last season that had done as well as we did in that grand final 
because they didn't wipe the floor with it. It was a tight game, 23 points to six. There was nothing in that match, really. I think they, they had us at arm's length for, for much of it, but I think they'd have put 50 points past most of the other teams. So that was nothing to be ashamed of at all. I think going into this game, I think you've got two sides that are, that are pretty similar, really. You know, there's not a lot between the teams. You know, we've played them twice this season. It was a close game at Salford, and we had that blowout the other week, but that could have gone either way. You know, these blowouts happen. So, you know, I think we've got an eight-point start on the coupon, so I'd say that was was neither here or there, really. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be an excellent game. It's going to be an exciting game, and let's just hope we can we can finally put put sort of the least Leeds ghost to bed and. Uh, it really would be something special that to, to lift that trophy there. Yeah, it comes down to sort of hunger and and, and belief in in finals. And you know, we 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 don't know what what's going to win, what's going to win this game, what's going what's going to lose it. But you hope you hope. Well, the hope that's the hope that kills you. In it. I believe that we've got enough in our squad to go and win it. I don't know who's going to win it, but I know. I've got a feeling we're going to, someone's going to turn up a magical performance or do something magical and and that'll be it. They'll be written into Salford Red Devils folklore. Do you think um, do you think Dyer Levels is going to play? He's been named in the squad or do you well, think that could be a possible mind game and he won't play and we'll play Atkin at fullback? He's probably got Leeds thinking that. I mean, if you were Richard Agar now, their coach, you're probably thinking, blimey. Dan Sargent's out, but they, they brought Dyer Levels in who's mm. pretty good. He's one of the best fullbacks in the league if he's fit on the day and I don't think what I would play somebody who's not fit because I don't think he's that daft I mean if you go across back three big finals over the years particularly Challenge Cup final there's been an awful lot of times where players have come in who've not been fit and it's backfired and that team's lost and you know that that sort of thing's happened in the past and I don't think what I would make that mistake so I'll have to watch the space on this one but do you think he'll play Evels? I, I I think he'll play Evels and I'm, I'm, I asked him that in, in the Challenge Cup press conference. How's Neville? How's Evels going? Is he is he is he a possibility for the final? Because over the last sort of couple of weeks, he's kind of mentioned that Evels was in the training and you know he's working hard. And I suppose with Dan Sargent being ruled out, it gives it gives Evels that opportunity. But we know Nia Levels has been with us for what ten years or something like that, and we know he's got class. And this is the this is the biggest game. He's probably. In, probably played in a Salford shirt in it, and I have I have no doubts if Ian Watson gives him that number one jersey, he'll he'll put in a big performance because he he knows how important this game is and he's a he's a special kind of player and special kind of players put in big performances. Well, yeah, if you go back to the grand final, I thought Nia Levels was one of the best players on the pitch in the grand final. In fact, I think I remember saying he was our best player. Mm. He had an absolutely super game, and he's got that ability to pop up and score or back up because he's a wonderful support player. And you think, say, Kevin Brown drops a pass off or Tui Lollier drops a pass off, nine times out of ten, nine levels will be there to take it and go under the sticks. So he can sniff out an opportunity. He really is a sniffer, for want of a better word, Evels. You've only got to look at his try record, haven't you? I mean, mm. his try record for Salford is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I, I've no doubt Watto won't play him if he's not right. So I think if Watto, if Watto names him on the team sheet, he'll be 100% fit and raring to go and... You know, despite what people might say about him moving on next season, he's given his, his all to Salford for nine seasons, hasn't he? And been absolutely tremendous for us. And, you know, I think he's a bit of an adopted Salfordian in a way. So I'd love Nia Levels to, to win the Lance Todd Trophy and, and score, a, score a great try at the weekend. And, you know, good luck to him if he gets named in the uh, the starting lineup. Yeah, 
yeah, obviously you, you look through the squad, Paul. You know, you've got the like I said, Greg Burke, Luke Yates, Tyrone McCarthy. The eight out of ten players are people that do the hard graft week in, week out. And you know, Wembley is is a is a special place. And I think in big games, you you need them type of players to 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 make you go. And I've got I've got a feeling that they're gonna we're gonna get some big performances on uh, on Saturday. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the forwards have got to stand up. It's going to be a battle of the packs. I think whichever pack gets on top in this game, he's going to win it. Um, if we let Leeds run all over us like they did a few weeks ago, a few months ago, then we're going to struggle. You know, they've got some big forwards, haven't they? Leeds, they've got some big mobile forwards as well. And but I still don't think their packs as good as ours. I think on our day we can we can boss anybody in the league. We, we've showed it against Hull this, this season when we absolutely pulled them to pieces, and they've got a massive pack. But, but we sorted them out and, you know, we've, we've got some strength some strength in there and we've done it to Warrington, you know, in that semi-final. We, we hung on in there and they've got a, a magnificent sort of front row, you know, Chris Hill, Mike Cooper, Darrell Clark, some super forwards and, um, you know, we sorted them out and I, I'm pretty sure we'll do that with Leeds. You need big games from, from Lee Moss and Big Seb's got to do the business there and Gil Dudson, he's another one. They've all got to run the blood to water. They've got to tackle because this Challenge Cup final, you mark my words, there'll be times in that game where we're, where we're going to get tested. Leeds are going to be camped on our line. They'll be trying all sorts. Louis and Gale will be putting little grubber kicks in. We've got to be on it. everything. We've got to tackle everything that moves. We've got to you know, make sure we, we switch on at the back with little chip kicks through. Everyone out wide has got to take them eyeballs. You, you're going to get tested. You are going to get tested. And that's when your resilience and your resistance has got to be bang on. You've got to defend like your lives depend on it. And that's what we're going to have to do on Saturday. I think it's also being switched on and clever sometimes. Because obviously, you, you don't want to get caught up in the emotion of, of the whole thing and the, the Challenge Cup final. Sometimes you win a match just by being smart. And we've got players in that squad who are smart and, and will win us a game by being smart. At a, at a crucial moment, and that's that's a good thing as well. Well, Kevin Brown, he's he's a smart player. He's he's a general. You know, two is a good halfback, but I wouldn't say two is the the guy that makes us tick. Two is the guy who will do the special stuff. He's a good kicker of the of the ball and things like that, and he might do a magic pass. But Kevin Brown is the guy who'll get you around the pitch, and that Wembley's a big pitch, and his kicking game's got me bang on. And you know, it has been throughout the cup run, the quarter final, semi final. He was, he was smashing, wasn't he? His kicks out wide were good. His, his short kicking game was good. He created quite a few tries in those games as well. So he's got a marshal around the pitch on uh, on Saturday. And he's going to have a, a good tussle with Luke Gale, I would have thought. He's a very similar player to Kevin Brown. Uh, both probably not the quickest of lokes, but they're very quick between the ears. And I think whoever has the, the game out of them two and gets on top of that and, and the packs perform, there's your winner. Give us your, uh, your score prediction, Paul. Knew he was going to ask me that now. I'm not ready yet. Uh, Ask every week. No, I'll go first this week because you always go first, don't you? Mm. Um, It's going to be dry on Saturday. Is it? According to me, I've had it in my phone. I've had Wembley in my phone for the last few weeks. Well, since we got through, I've been checking it every day to see what what the temperature's (laughs) like and what have you. I think it's about 13 degrees and cloudy, so big pitch. I think there'll be a few points. I'm going to go Salford 25. Leeds 18. 25-18? Is there a story behind that? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, two will all the way, will drop a goal. Oh. Towards the end of the game, just to put a seven in front. Uh, I think it's going to be a seesaw encounter. 
because it's all it's all set up for, for the way the sort of the world is that nobody's going to be there to watch it to be a cracking game. I think both sides will, will play entertaining rugby. Um, I think we'll we'll edge it because I believe in I believe in hard work paying off. And Ian Watson and, and his coaching staff and the players have gone through a lot this season with the COVID and stopping the season halfway and all the drama um, of the last couple of days. So I reckon they'll be rewarded with a win at Wembley. And us fans will be rewarded as well because of all the years of hurt that we've gone through because this is the one we wanted. So I'm going to go Salford 20, Leeds 16. Mm. Your story behind yours? 2016, um, and I'm thinking... I think it's going to be. I've got a thinking it's going to be Joey Lussick again from Dummy Half that going over. And I also think that we'll be trailing with about 10 minutes to go. And uh, it'll be exactly the same as at Warrington, but it'll be bigger. Maybe we'll score like maybe two tries in the last sort of five minutes rather than one. Well, we ain't going to be leading, are we? We didn't lead against Catalan or Warrington. No. We'll be losing all game, won't we, again? But if we're going to do predictions, Rob, we've got to do um, Lance Todd Trophy. Who's going oh. to take Lance Todd Trophy? Um, Tui Lola here. Tui Lola here, I think. Because yeah, obviously, he's a sort of a free-running standoff, isn't he? And there's big spaces, isn't there, in that, on that Wembley patch. Um, so he'll have loads of space to run into. Do you want to know who mine is? Who's yours, Paul? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say mine, and then I thought, no, he probably won't get it because he always bloody passes it now to Chris Nunu and lets Chris Nunu score. But I'm gonna go Chris Wellham. I think Chris Wellham will score two tries. He'll score a brace okay. of tries. I think his handoff will be fantastic. Um, he works his socks off every week. He's become probably my favourite player, and he's gonna be my Lance Todd Trophy winner. I read, I read somewhere is when he, when he um, next year is looking to become a, is it a pet, um, a pest. Terminator uh, with his father-in-law yeah which is is, it's a change in it it's a change of career that to be honest though he's he's a really nice bloke isn't he and he'll you know he's he's dead honest about everything and uh, but yeah I'd I'd take that Paul he's a brilliant bloke he's a brilliant bloke and he's got a a top young family as well and you see him on on Facebook him and his wife Paris and you know lovely couple lovely family lovely guy every time we spoke to him and Mm. he's one of the blokes you just want him to do well I, I really hope he wins that and I think he's got a bit of unfinished business after losing 50 points to nil at the Challenge Cup final for, for Hulk Air a few years ago, as is Tyrone McCarthy. Tyrone McCarthy was captain of Hulk Air that day five years ago. So those two have been there and done it before. And, you know, they, they won't need any motivating in this game against Leeds. So, uh, so yeah, I think there's some stories everywhere. Whoever wins that Lansford Trophy, as long as it's a Salford player, I think it'd be a, a fantastic story, wouldn't it? You know, for us to, to get one of our players to win that win that special trophy so uh, yeah it's going to be exciting it's going to be thrilling you know to be to be part of something like this it's um, it's what we've all dreamed about for a long time so looking forward to it yeah talking about obviously dreams and do for, for Salford to win is that I think that benefits the sport as a whole because lots of sort of years it's always sort of the big sort of three or four that win it Wigan Warrington Leeds Saints, and it'd be good, I think, for for the sport and for us if we can win it on Saturday, because it gives the clubs 
hope that one day it'll be their turn. If we can be that flag bearer, that torch bearer, sorry, and and win it, it's not just for us. It's for the rugby league as a whole for me. And I hope that you know, the, the rugby league media buy into that and and play that, that card because rugby league needs to be promoted and needs to be spread far and wide. And if Salford go and win this, win this on Saturday, that's the opportunity of a lifetime to to big the sport up as much as they can. We had it with a million pound miracle and it didn't quite come off in my opinion in the in the rugby league world and, and the and the general press. We talked with it about it to Tom Bramwell and, and he kind of agreed with me. But this is a different kettle of fish, this. This is the, the main event, the big game. If we can go out and win it, I expect the fairy tale to be to be played out to the masses. Yeah, I think I think that the million pound game we didn't win anything, did we? We we survived and stayed up in a relegation game, which we shouldn't have been in the first place. So, I think I sort of cringe a bit now when people do this Gareth O'Brien day, and it's so many years since that. I mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but yeah, it was a great day to be involved in. But I won't be celebrating every season because we didn't win nothing. So, this is this is to win something. This is to win the the, the flagship, the holy grail of rugby league. You be champions. We would be the champions if we went on. On Saturday, and you know, whatever we've been able to say that, you know, other than you know, no disrespect, we've won some some second division titles, which have been thrilling, and, and I've enjoyed every minute of them. And full respect to the players who played in those sides because we, we loved every minute of it. But this is to win, you know, one of the premier competitions in this country. Um, you know, we only have two two sort of um, titles up with the Super League and the Challenge Cup, so it'd be tremendous. And just going back to what you said about um, a new name on the trophy, I mean. I was absolutely delighted a couple of seasons ago when Catalan Dragons beat Warrington. I thought that was absolutely fantastic, you know, the, what that gave the French people and the, the French media. It was a brilliant story. It really was. It was a cracking game as well. So to have Salford win it, yeah, I think it'll be, be marvellous. And I'd love to see different teams get in there. I'd love to see Wakefield get there and win it. I think they're, us and them, are the ones who've had the longest wait. I mean, 79, I think they last got there. So they're 41 years now. So we've... With us getting there, I think I think they're the ones who've got the longest wait now. So it'd be great to see a team like them get there. You know, um, really would get more names on the trophy. I'd love to see that because we don't want to see the same teams winning things every season. I think over the last couple of years, um, it, it does seem to be it does seem to be even. I know you still get your, your cartel of Saints and Wigan at the top. I mean, you always will do because of their their junior setups and the, and the clout they have and, and the power that they've got. But other sides are coming up there. Warrington have come up. Castleford have come up. You've got us, us up there knocking on the door now. So it's, it's exciting times. I mean, it's just a shame this season that the, the league's been the way it has, you know, with there being a pause and, you know, players not playing for a while. I think this season has been a real good competition, but it's going to be tough now because what you're going to find now, the top four is probably going to be the four teams with the biggest squads because other sides are going to run out of numbers, you know, with a fixture pile up. But that's the beauty of the Challenge Cup and I think it would be an absolutely great story if we won it. I mean, you look at Salford as a place, we've said it loads of times, really sort of hit place the, the, at the moment, you know, with the BBC being there and the city's growing all the time, it's becoming more cosmopolitan. And, um, you know, the, the culture that we've got, the music and, and things like that and, and sport in, in Salford, tremendous, be a tremendous story. Yeah, I'll always celebrate that Gaz O'Brien moment because that's the moment we took the right road. And this we're on a journey from that point. We, we're on a journey. And the journey doesn't end at Wembley on Saturday. Really, it's a springboard to bigger and better things, win or lose, because this club 
is all about bettering yourself and and moving forward and you know getting better improving both on and off the pitch and being hungry and this group of of players and us fans we're ready for it when before like I said about the grand final for me it was just about enjoying it and being there but we've come we've got to, we've got a Wembley to win yeah, I remember having a coffee before the grand final with my dad and just near the ground and I looked at the, the, the stadium and I don't know, I couldn't imagine us winning it. I, I wasn't going to say they're such a good side, they played yeah. well that season. I just couldn't I couldn't envisage us winning it, but I can this, this Saturday. Mm. I can see us winning this. And as a kid growing up, when we, I used to play with my Sabutio and stuff like that, my Sabutio rugby and bugging about with my dad playing in the, in the garden. When Salford won and I was Salford, he was always Leeds. Or the, the team I used to beat was always when I used to draw pictures of, of Salford when I was a kid. It was always Leeds that we beat in the Challenge Cup final. It was always Leeds that we beat in big games. So for me, this is this is huge. And I've been thinking about it all week and I, I can really see us winning this game. I really can. I'll be devastated if we, if we lose the game. But like you say, it's not the end of the journey. We lose on Saturday. It's not the end of the journey. This is only the beginning, really. I mean, we're building a bit of a dynasty now. And, you know... It, what I can't wait for now is the day when we all go back to the AJ Bell Stadium and, and we, we sort of stand up as one when the team come out. I think that's going to be fantastic and that's what I'm looking forward to. We win this cup final on, a, on Saturday, it's, it's a bonus. But I think the the real lift-off is when everyone's going to be start going back to the games again and cheering the team. Yeah. Been a great podcast, Paul. Really enjoyed it. Talking about building up. It kind of sorted, sorted my nerves out a bit and uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. It's not like you're going to burst into tears. <laughs> to be honest, I nearly did. It's I kind of want to say to our listeners, I want to say thanks really for listening, you know, to the podcast that we've put out, you know, this week. Wanted to make it sort of special um, for everybody, obviously. And, uh, you know, I do really appreciate everyone taking time out and sort of listening to, to me and Paul chatting rugby league. Yeah, big thanks for them to keep it going, don't they? They keep the, the, the podcast going. I've had some nice chats with people on, on Facebook recently who really appreciate the show and you know, it, it wouldn't be what it what it is without them would it so um, you know keep your free word match reports coming in and, and things like that it, it does it means a lot doesn't it when people say a nice thing about the show or say they enjoyed it it does for me I, I really sort of think wow someone's enjoyed doing that because I don't look at the figures of who's listening like I know you do don't you so I don't always know who's listening to it it's like when someone's read one of your previews or something I, I post some of them out every week and I don't know whether five people read it or ten people or whatever. I have no idea. But when someone says, oh, I enjoyed that, you think, oh, great. It makes it all worthwhile. And so, uh, so yeah, it's a good thing, that. Yeah. So, big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Ron Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact and Spotify. Good luck, Salford, at Wembley. We're all behind you.